This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by Clean Fuels Alliance America, formerly known as the National Biodiesel Board. Learn more online at cleanfuels.org. Good Wednesday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. The Department of Agriculture has more than tripled its original planned investment in Climate Smart pilot projects and rolled out 70 of them that will receive funding. USDA originally plans to roll out $1 billion worth of investments, but today announced it will distribute more than $3 billion for programs in all 50 states and across a wide array of commodities. Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack says the projects will impact producers in a variety of ways. There are innovative financing approaches in terms of how to uh, encourage farmers uh, uh, to embrace climate smart practices. There were uh, innovative uh, approaches to the verification and reporting and quantification of the, of the results uh, from certain practices. There were uh, interesting processes by which the initial financial incentives that would be provided uh, to offset the cost of climate smart practices would ultimately be transitioned from government basically paying to uh, the marketplace. He says program participants will be tasked with some data sharing. Everyone who participates in this program and enters into an agreement in this program agrees to be part of a network that will meet periodically and report uh, data and information. Uh, and we, in turn, will provide on a, on a regular basis information as it's disclosed to us. No word yet on the schedule of that reporting. Smaller projects that will split about $700 million in funding are expected to be announced later this year. Phil Brasher has more in his coverage on AgriPulse.com. Ag interests are keeping a close eye on a case scheduled to be before the Supreme Court next month. AgriPulse's Amy Mayer has more. A persistent question of exactly what waters the Clean Water Act applies to is scheduled for the first day of the Supreme Court's new term. On October 3rd, the justices will hear Sackett versus Environmental Protection Agency. At issue is the Waters of the United States Rule, or WOTUS. For years, agricultural and other groups have contested the rule, calling it a federal, quote, land grab. Attorney Damien Schiff of the Pacific Legal Foundation represents the Sacketts. Precise question is, what is the proper test for determining when wetlands are considered, quote, waters of the United States, subject to the Clean Water Act? The case comes from Idaho property owners who were beginning to build a house when they were approached by officials who said they needed a permit to build on a wetland. But over the more than 10 years that the case has been wending its way through the courts, it's become a rallying cry for farmers and other landowners who fear ditches and ephemeral streams could fall under scrutiny. Schiff says the court needs to clarify when a wetland is subject to federal jurisdiction. Wetlands standing alone are not understood in sort of common language to be quote-unquote waters that although wetlands may have some significant relationships with waters, that you wouldn't normally just call a wetland a water. Schiff cites the late Justice Antonin Scalia's arguments about the definition of waters. The current court often aligns with Scalia's conservative jurisprudence. A decision won't be expected for several months. Schiff discussed the case at a webinar hosted by the Heritage Foundation. Amy Mayer, AgriPulse. Finally today, Congress explored right to repair in a hearing today. AgriPulse's Hannah Pegel takes a look. Access to educational training on how to make repairs to farm equipment was one concern brought up in today's House hearing on right to repair. Ken Taylor is the president of the Ohio Machinery Company. He says independent repair shops could be capable of providing customers with more options, but would need additional education on specialized equipment. The training and, and knowledge that's that's required to, be, to effectively make a repair are extensive. And so I guess perhaps if that if the repair shop were willing to pay 
a fee for the training to help them perhaps do more, maybe not everything they want to do, but more, that could be arranged. But is that a cost that that, that business is willing to bear? Noah Wicks has more information from the Right to Repair hearing in his story on agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Hannah Pagel. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by Clean Fuels Alliance America, formerly known as the National Biodiesel Board. Clean Fuels is a farmer-founded trade association representing rapidly growing low-carbon fuels like biodiesel, renewable diesel, and sustainable aviation fuel. For more information, please visit cleanfuels.org. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.